previously on Will Save. Our adventurers found some fond memories thanks to an old factory nose, but in the end we're left with a foul stench befitting the horrors of the Grey Station collapsing around them. The old factory nose knew nothing of the formidable worm-like creature befit for the face of Arrakis at the end of the hallway, but could definitely smell the fear coming off our heroes as they fled back to search for another exit. Will this trail of troll-driven destruction lead the troop to a timely departure from this torturous test lab? Or is our team the ones trolling for trouble? Find out this time on Will Save. You know what week it is? We talked about it last week. It is the week of a holiday. And you know what that means? That means we all go around. We all talk about how we like the holiday. (laughs) I forgot. And then we get to Kevin. And then he's always like, I hate holidays. So. They're dumb. Every time. Every time. So. I will say. I will open it up to Kelly and to Will. What are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? Um, yeah, it's good. It's whatever. I mean, it just do something really simple and sweet. Usually, I don't know. Take your girl out for just be, just a be nice with dinner. The ones you love. Yeah. yeah. Maybe take a small trip somewhere. And, and That's how I feel too. Kevin doesn't like love yeah. though, or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know what he's thinking. But yeah, simple yeah. romantic expressions of love. Go a really long way. Agreed. Even if you're, you know, if if you if you're single and towards another, sure, sure. Not it's not just for, uh, you know, couples. <laughs> yeah, can be. It's marketed that way. Yeah, it's true. Although it's a lot of marketing. Th- th- of there are these. Uh, I haven't been one of the, to these in in some time, but like over commercialization. Uh, there's something that's like uh, there's parties just for singles on Valentine's Day. But my advice to you is never go to them because, like, when I was there, like everyone was <laughs> so sour all the time, and then the whole time, like the girls were like, "I hate guys," and the guys were like, "Girls are dumb," and that was basically the entire party. And I was like, "Well, this is lame." I'm out of here. Wow, that's was this in terrible. middle school? No, this was like as a grown man. It was uh, I don't know. I was like twenty. I don't know what I was. You're you're hanging out with grown children. Grown <laughs> well, children. many many that's adults are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or yeah, just walking, hang out. Walking child adults. If you're single on Valentine's Day, it's all good. Just hang out with your friends yeah, or something. Just hang yeah, out exactly. with your platonic relationships. Yeah. Those also need love and care, you know? Yeah. Don't do anything you won't regret. And stuff That's like always that. good. No. Yeah. Yeah. Kev, tell us how you hate Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's not that I, it's, it up. it's not that I hate it. It's just, I just find them pointless. Like, it's just another day, and especially Valentine's Day. Again, like, most holidays are taken out of context and, and just manipulated by, you know, the, the corporate, the, the corporate in- entities. Yeah. So... Is it, Valentine's Day is like the is the worst and like best example. True. Next next to Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is pretty bad. But yeah, like Valentine's Day is just like, hey, buy our candy and give it to your loved ones because love. And like, I, I love my wife and and I show her another. I ways. want her to eat healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Though I love chocolate. So Consider a fruit bouquet. The uh, <laughs> February February fifteenth is definitely the day to celebrate. Oh yeah, of course. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Day. I thought that was the thirteenth. Also, shout out to my dad. Birthday. Oh okay. Oh, happy birthday! Nice. Happy birthday. 
I have a story mm-hmm. to tell that's well deserved. And also, happy birthday, Will's dad, Mr. Garrett. To, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Garrett, Doctor OK Senior, scientist, one of yeah. our biggest biggest fans. Yep. Yeah. Follows us on Podbean. Yep. What's up? <laughs> He's like our only follower. Yeah, yeah, one of like four people. <laughs> it's just us and the other people. The other podcasters who post yeah, on Podbean. The other people who are on Podbean. Okay. Who are yeah. <laughs> Me and Will Save. <laughs> yeah. And Dr. OK and, Senior. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Kelly. I was going to say, uh, so I used to live in Japan. And uh, in Japan, Valentine's Day is actually for guys. So like girls go out and buy guys stuff. Uh, but then there's this other day called white day where like guys like go and like give white chocolate to the girls and then like yeah i think that's in like a week or two or like the next month or something like that that's cool so it's a little bit equal which is kind of cool um and isn't there a black day in there's Korea? a black day that's for singles mm. yeah or unhappy singles and you eat uh something called chajimyeon it's really good Ooh, black yeah, bean noodles, black so bean delicious. Noodles I would really be delicious. single just to get those noodles <laughs> <laughs> because you can't get them if you're in a relationship. It's you just tell your yeah, you can't eat them with your out. date at the restaurant. It's not working out across from somebody who's eating them in shame. Just <laughs> yeah. break up for one day. And, uh, yeah, but I, I want to hear some more Kevin Durant things. So go ahead. Oh, you got to wait till the other holidays. I think. Yeah, I think so. Aww. Oh. Uh, just overall, in general, I just think most holidays are are pretty much pointless. It's a free day off from work, and like Valentine's Day is a day. Off from I, I don't. Uh, yeah, it's not. Day I off. feel like like you the, guys the, ever the, gotten like a really surprising good Valentine? Oh yeah. I mean, I used uh, this is going back to the days, but like in high school with my high school sweetheart, I took Valentine's week to like the next level and would bring her like a gift every day, and I. Cut off a rose from our, my mom's rose bush until it was dead, uh, <laughs> and it, you know, like it, I never got like true, true like enjoyment from, from it. Kev, yeah. is this? Are we getting to the root of why you hate Valentine's Day? I think we just got somewhere. I think, oh my I think God. we reached a breakthrough with Kevin. Yeah, Kev's like I went all out. I never got. I <laughs> yeah, never and so now I'm like, it. why? Yeah, <laughs> there there it is. Is. Well, this is makes great. sense now. Yeah. Okay. I said that in the last episode the will was Ebenezer Scrooge, but I think you are, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, now I that so I live too. like somewhere where it snows, I love Christmas time. So. Just walk around with a little hat, yeah. like a little, little hat and candle, little elf hat, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, Look, it's not good Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, it's like a link link style elf, not like. <laughs> I so you're just like cutting elf. down rose bushes with your sword, don't you do? <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. I think the I ghosts of Valentine's past need to come visit Kev. Oh, that'll be us. One of us will be the ghost of Christmas past and present and future. And we'll Valentine's yeah. Day past, present, and future. Va- Sorry, Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day past, yeah. present, future. <laughs> this is what your life is going to be like if you don't shape up, Kevin. You're just going to be like alone <laughs> and like a f- Mar- married, ha- happily yeah. married, married with a song totally normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having fun playing on a podcast. You know, it's good. Yeah. 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 It's great. All yeah. right. Well. Just I ghost of, of Valentine's Day future is just like no, you're good. Like don't worry about. <laughs> yeah, that. No, yeah, yeah, just don't <laughs> take Look, you can either go to therapy or you can listen to Wool Save, and uh, it's up to you. Yeah, give us your letters. We'll help so, you. out. So we have something real quick. <laughs> or join us on Discord. Or join us on Discord. Right, yeah. Statistically, we are all totally down to talk and hang out on Discord all the time. We have something real quick that we wanna. We talked about before. We're gonna do it real quick. A little. Snippet. We got a drop, drop for a new little segment that we're gonna try. I don't like this. I think I know where this is going. It's called Starfinder Story Time. Starfinder Story, 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 Story Time. You guys ready for this drop? I'm turning oh, yeah. up the music in your cans, so get ready. Here we go. I turn off the music here and bada boom. Starfinder Story Time. Oh my god, it's so much better than I imagined. Uh, oh, that's and, great. Uh, yep. Th- thank you to the Falk family for supplying their children's voices. And all the other children that we recorded. That we denied. We volunteered. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we auditioned thousands of children going up to who bed. wanted to like, hear Star Wars story time. 
Save Star Fire Stories. Just like shouting at Yeah, just randomly the ball. Just like, stop. So we're going to do, Kev's going to do our first little Starfinder story time. Take it away, Kev. Get some hot cocoa. Ready. This Starfinder story time is about the stewards. So we've ran into the stewards, um, you know, in the last few episodes. They are coming to save us from the greys. We also ran into the stewards back at the station in episode one. So, um, but the stewards are a, they were founded in in Verses a millennia ago, and they're an organization of non-governmental peacekeeping uh, individuals. Uh, it's pretty interesting that they are they operate like an elite warrior diplomat um, tasked to maintaining tenuous alliances between the packed worlds. Um, some other interesting things is they are state their their primary headquarters are um, on the bastion on Absalon Station. However, they are not a part of Absalon Station's uh, government nor the packed worlds. They're kind of like an independent um, organization away from the packed you know, the, the pact. Uh, the other thing is, is that they are quasi militaristic and they are very strict to their code of ethics, which sometimes leads them into trouble because criminals know that they can just get out of the region in which the stewards are policing and, and can make it, you know, and get free. However, they're not against, uh, employing the help of other industries or other organizations like um, the Knights of Galarian or the Scarf um, Skyfire Legion. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that's about everything. Their highest leader is the Director General. Yes. Um, who is like kind of on, like not on the pact for the for the whole pact worlds, but is a direct influencer and consultant for them. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because like even the Pact worlds they they look at the stewards as like an advisor unit as opposed to like an entity within their their organizations. Um, and it's interesting because the stewards do not interfere in like government versus government um, issues unless it violates like the spirit and and the word of the the Pact. Yeah, um, and then they'll go in and assassinate somebody. So yeah, they they are they're badasses in general. Like they're 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 like the most you know supreme law enforcement in yeah. in the government or in the um the universe um yeah yeah but they're, they're cool they got their like their basic enforcement officers they have their special agents who you're talking to now and they have of course their navy and they have an interesting system too small note that i like where it's like if if you have people from different branches then they can kind of not obey orders in the other branch to a certain degree it's pretty neat you should read about it also pretty sure that maple table has a awesome video on stewards so yeah, thank you, Nathan. Check Nathaniel. them out. Yeah, um, check. He has a ton of good videos. I'm sure his one on the stewards is great. I, I'm going to go look it up after this episode. Yep. He had one. Yep. Anyway, that was Starfinder story time. 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 I love ding, it. Ding. This thank will pop you. up sometimes, and I think if there's anybody who is like, I really want a Starfinder story time on this topic. Let us know. And also, we'll just pop in with them sometimes, maybe in the middle of an episode, little lore yeah. drop. Yeah, the, the idea is just give you like a little bit of background on the lore um, within Starfinder straight out of the, you know, the, all the books that are available. So, yeah, we're not making anything up. This is straight out of a book. Straight out of the book. Written by Paizo offici- officials. Officials. Should we play? Yeah, let's, let's play. Do it. You all have taken some decisive movement as you decided to test out the olfactory nose on each of you, encountering a pleasant scent that overall fills you with a warm, happy sensation. But at the pinnacle of that experience when you're totally lost in that feeling everything flips and the smell or the taste becomes sour becomes rotten becomes gross and you fling it off of your noses or nostrils or whatever it might be 
strange. Hears picks it up, pockets it for later. You keep exploring down this long hallway that you have identified as the gray staff area for relaxing, for cleaning, for thinking. Because you discover that in these boxes, not only was there this olfactory nose, but there are personal belongings from who knows who, from all over the packed world. And as you get to the end, you see that there's a giant airlock door and you think this could be a possible exit, but it's locked with vault grade mechanisms that would require typically a computer to unlock. Sometimes if you could do it, you might be able to get it open, but it's a, it's a, it's a long shot. And as you're looking at this, reviewing this knowledge that, hey, here is a potential end to everything that's happened over the past, what, two days? You've rested two long rests, so maybe it's been 24 to 36 hours since you emerged from those escape pods and first made your way through all this horror back when Nico was alive. As you're realizing this, this creature, this mini dune worm emerges from this gore pile of blood and body parts and limbs and fluids and tries to fascinate you with its semi-translucent body to do who knows what. And you book it. Here's books it. (laughs) Dr. OK, Bernice, book it. Rick books it. You guys run back realizing that this corridor maybe is not the way down. Rick walked patiently. Rick it, strut patiently down the hallway. It was Rick's idea, and I think it was a good idea. It was a good idea. <laughs> a good idea. You guys come back up, heading north of the communications room where you first spoke with the stewards. And again, you saw that the hallway on your left was another set of double doors. Then on your right, the hallway turns and extends about 50 feet down. And there are two doors on the north side. One at the far end, light single pane door intact. The door, however, immediately in front of you has been cut open in several places. Crumpled, partially melted, the door frame severely damaged, and the smears that you're seeing here on the floor are dark liquids. And they seem to run down the floor, falling into cracks as the uneven floor and the low light of this large hallway obscures most of what you could see in the room. So what do you want to do? He just wants to roll life science on the goo. Life science on the goo. For a 20. Doctor, okay, can you sample this liquid and find out what it is? I can certainly try. And uh, so, Dr. OK. Clarification, <laughs> there's two doors in this hallway. This one here, I'm marking one on there's the screen. There's three. But there's this one here. Yep. And then, oh, and then the double doors right next to us, which is obviously another room. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, at the very end of that hallway, there's nothing. It's just uh, it comes kind of to, uh, to a point, mm-hmm. and that's it. Okay. Yeah. So the two doors are, like, to the left-hand side of that hallway, and then it just the hallway just dead ends. Yeah. Dr. OK, you walk up. Here's you get a sample, you're trying to look through it. Dr. K, maybe you put it in your microlab. Custom microlab. Yeah. They're biological fluids. With that 20 and with the microlab, you can tell that they're biological fluids. They're likely blood from various species. And you identify at least three different species. There is Tashtari blood. There is Dromeosaurid blood. There is Ikeshti blood. And there's Troll blood. 
There are experiments uh, and monsters that we've been fighting. There is definitely some sort of chimera like would I okay, can I uh know that this is actually one creature just with different types of blood, or is it blood of four types of creatures mixed seems together? Like, yeah, it seems like it's blood of four different types of creatures together. Have we seen the Akeshti before? I don't think so. Or is that a new creature? You, I don't know anything about it. Can I do a... a Get ready, y'all, for an Akeshti. Recall knowledge? Yeah, give me a recall knowledge. There's no such thing as recall knowledge. And uh, it's, cu- it's a culture check. You can use culture to recall knowledge about a culture's customs, laws, government leaders, inhabitants, legends, I religion, history, for recall. and related topics. Or, sorry, for culture. 19. I rolled a 23. 23. Ooh. Okay. Hmm. You know that a Keshti are a hardy race of lizard folk native to the deserts and hills of Akiton. And I like this line here. Their convoluted life cycle provides the blueprint for their civilization. So the thing is that there are, they essentially are born. And at a young age, they eat anything that they come across, right? And as they grow within about five years... Their brains develop, their bodies develop. This is all typical, I think, as a corollary to human life. But around five years, right, then they essentially begin to go work. They move into a more space of, of, I don't know what the right word is, they they kind of band together as adolescents to do trading, mechanics, scavengers, right? It's around... 10 to 20 years later that they begin to what is called rut where they become violent and single minded and any intelligence they have is overcome by this urge to just fight and then mate and so essentially they find a way they mate they fight and they become what could be a brood minder where they are it's their like evolutionary cycle yeah. Or their, their like life cycle, really. Yeah. And I think with that 23, you know that they can essentially become broodminders where they they are trying to like help breed, right? Mm-hmm. And uh and, and form broods. And then there are congregants, and then there are riveners who are Akeshti who don't ever get the chance to mate, and they essentially continue to rut into low intelligence and skyrocketing levels of aggression. Would I be able to know uh, the composition based on uh, the genetics that I have before me with my microlab as to the developmental stage and or condition of said creature who produced this blood? Sure. Give me another life science check and also give me an engineering check. Okay, 14 on the die. Can we support at all? For life science. Not, not on life science, but maybe on the engineering. Engineering. Okay. So that's uh, 25. 25 on what? Engineering. Okay. I'll make that 27. 27. Mm. 27 engineering, and what was your life science? Uh, natural 20. For a thirty-three, <laughs> how are your skills so Damn. high? Mine are all. Well, I guess I spread them out too thin. I tried to so I could assist you guys and everything because I was already low on every. Osharus, <laughs> our studious race, Rick. You should know this about us by now. Uh, I'm very pious towards our uh, to our research, so I I happen to know quite a bit. Mm. It seems plus like four intelligence. <laughs> this, this is what biohackers are for, right? So it seems like the the blood apparently belongs. At first, you see the markers for a rivener, but you also see some modifications that you're not sure why they're there. Well, I no matter the, I'm going to ch- attempt to, uh, you know, get some sort of 
attunement maybe towards the uh, blood here. Okay. Uh, I know I have to do it from a willing creature. I think technically is what it says, but uh, maybe I can. I'll read into it a bit. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's markers of a rivener, but also some of the markers have been changed. So uh, unclear mm. why they've been engineered. Yeah, been modified. Oh, your engineering check would tell you that you're also picking up nanobots in the blood. They don't seem like they are part of the modification. They they seem like they're again another stream of creature that has blended into this dark smear in the hallway. Fascinating. So what well, do you all want to do? You're standing outside this door, reading out your micro lab as another low vibration passes through and you hear a crack and the wall grow wider. Is the radiation like- from here also kind of high? No. Okay. It's not coming up on the uh, chemalizer. Yeah. Okay. Kev? Can I do like a survival check for orienteering once each hour while traveling through unfamiliar terrain and each time you move close to a natural hazard such as quicksand or patches of poisonous atmosphere you can use survival to keep from getting lost or to notice or or avoid a hazard Hmm. does that apply here can i use that to find if we're heading in the right direction for um to find this ladder well to the radio to the reactor I feel like depending on how you read that sentence, it, it works. <laughs> I, Yeah, but I think I would just tell you the same thing that you would know from a metagame perspective, which is that you are moving through and you're like, there aren't too many other ways that we can go here. And it seems like this is likely the case that there's something up here that it's going to be in one of these two spaces above. I will tell you that it's probably not in the double doors to your left. And it's not from the door that door that was pinging us the radiation? Correct. Okay. It's, it seems like at least moving through one of these two doors up ahead, that is the right direction to go. So Rick will kind of, like, he just kind of, like, analyzes the room with his, you know, just from his eyes. And he, he'll say out loud, like, I do believe that the way to the reactor is in one of these two rooms. Can we peer through the opening with all this blood? Can you see through it? Is the door broken? Yeah, I mean, you can. You would have to get up close, but you could be able to see through it. All right, here's we'll try to do that. Rick will move. Oh, I was gonna say Rick will Rick will move forward. That's fine, Rick. You can. Rick stick his giant laser artillery laser <laughs> in this tiny hole. <laughs> Rick, uh, because you rolled so well on survival, right? I didn't roll at all. You told me not to. Oh, okay, that's fine. No, I'll roll it. Roll. Ah. I I was gonna say just go ahead and roll survival. I rolled a fourteen. Okay. Eight plus six. You can tell that as you walk up, the direction of tracks in this... Oh, yeah, because it's following tracks, too. Good job, Will. I mean, sorry, John. (laughs) My brain is glitching. You can tell that the tracks seem to move away from this area. Wait, they're coming from the door and moving down the hall? Yes. Oh, good. And (laughs) give me a mysticism check, some of you. Oh, okay. All of 16 you. plus one is a 17. 26. 26. Uh, okay. I rolled a three. <laughs> You're For busy a, in your scientist. He's a scientist. You're busy in your micro lab. Rick, do you point that out to people saying like the tracks are yeah, moving away? Yeah, of course. Okay. It, it appears as if, as if this, this blood trail is... This wow. blood trail is coming from that door, not into it. Uh, oh. Good. That's good. Potentially. With the mysticism. If you guys say so. <laughs> <laughs> With the mysticism, you realize that some of the tracks disappear mid-stride, and you think mm-hmm. maybe something has caused them to teleport and then you're oh, thinking God. back to the green energy that fluctuates uh, and you okay. realize that at some point in this area they were moving through and they transported out 
or they went through this green energy. You you put those two things together. But they're bleeding all the way there. Weird. Here's so like tells the, that. The orb the orbs that were in this hallway were coming from this room. You don't think that. You think that the tracks show that the creatures disappeared mid-stride. The creatures that you fought before appeared out of a portal. So you think here they were leaving the room. Not necessarily because of the portal, but they entered into the portal. Hey all, I'm pretty sure they went through the portal right about here where the blood ends. So that's probably the same the same folks we've been fighting this whole time. I'm I'm just a little confused. So like the the ones we fought weren't bloody when we saw them. Yeah, I don't know. They were bloodied after we fought them, hopefully. Well, I, maybe something happened to them in that portal. They were patched up or changed or something. Maybe this has to do with how they were spawned. Mm. I don't know if I, I want to investigate right now or we want to go behind this other... I think we should try the other door at this point. Can we see anything else in there? Yeah, so as you look through, you realize that this room, there's a there's a walkway that runs along the southern and western walls of this. Mm-hmm. And there are these nested chambers of clear material that look like they are holding cells. You can tell that some of the metal panels on the wall have been dented, slashed, burned, or torn down. And you see more of that rock beneath it. And you can see that in the right, right past the door... There are a lot of panels that have also fallen down and shelves. And you can see more of that ichor and blood splattered across the walls, across these clear walls deeper in the room. And you think, oh, I don't know if they were damaged in here. There was blood and ichor in vials that have fallen and then have Uh. moved out. And so these creatures probably weren't damaged in there. Something happened in here. This is probably where some of those creatures were. And then they got out somehow. And they damaged the room. Could be there more in there too. Um, yeah, let's not. Okay. Nope. Mm. Let's try the other door. <laughs> can I, can I roll a perception to see if there's anything like moving or alive in there? Sure. Oh my god, I'm rolling terrible. Four plus six is ten. Nothing. You can't tell. It's too dark to, to see in the back. There does appear to be a gash in the wall. You can see a little bit of light coming through and from the right. Probably from the room next door. Can Hears use his blind sense to sense living creatures? How far Ooh. out can you sense living creatures? Um, what's, the, what's the range on that? I think it it's only 30 feet, right? Yeah, it's something like 30 feet, I believe. Okay. I'm going to check, double check, but would 30 feet do it? You don't sense any creatures within 30 feet from where you are now. Okay. Yeah, it's 30 feet. Move over one. <laughs> how about <What>? you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about here? <laughs> I just moved up like one square. Do I sense anything? Here's tries again. All the vibrations from this place and the and the instability are, are kind of messing with your senses. You don't. <laughs> All right. You can't tell anything. Move over one. <laughs> Love it. All right. So what do you want to do? I think here's going to go to the other door. Kind of gesture to it. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Sneak- let's, is this- not, let's not investigate what made this black madness. Is this kind of door the sort of Star trek doors that slide open or is it another type? It's a slide open door. Same. Okay. Yep, just a light um, door. Just, just for note, uh, blind sense is uh, it says operates out of a range specified in your creature's description. So, got it. Your- it's still thirty, but got yes, it. Thank you. Still thirty. You, there is a little view panel in here. You uh-huh. can see that the lights are flickering. Seems like there are bodies laying on the floor. Sorry, a body possibly laying on the floor. You can't tell. And there are a couple dim lights of workstations across the room. But Mm -hmm. because those are so bright and the lights keep going off and on, it's tough to make out exactly what else could be in that room. 
seems like it's pretty long. He's just going to stealthily open. Well, we can't really do that. He's going to open uh, the door. Yep. I'm going to say, hey, Bernice, do you mind to check out this hallway quickly? Also, um, here's just going to release dancing lights, four of them to throw them into the room. Okay. To help Bernice see. Yeah, distract from the fact that she's an inanimate object, just sort of creeping through. Okay. Yeah. Rick is gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna try before this, again, this happens. I'm gonna move post up on the other side of the door. Okay. They look like four little novies flying around in there. Going prone gives me bonus to my armor class against range attacks, but it doesn't affect me for. I think taking it, the attacks, right? I think for melee it's, attacks, you it gets a minus four for melee. But yeah, nothing for okay. So I'm not going to do that then. I was going to go prone just to give, try to give me an advantage, but Rick Rick is standing straight across from the door with his back to that hall um, to the other side of the hallway. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we are we are on flanking sides of the door square. Okay, <laughs> and Rick is just immediately in front of it. I love it. Gun right and Bernice, the, the door opens. And the light from inside this hallway, whatever extra light there might be, casts about five feet in before losing to the darkness that is inside the room. Oh, the music changed. As Bernice moves in and the colored lights float through, you see a room probably... What is that? 50... By 25 feet, like a hexagon shape, but a long hexagon. And you see that there are four double workstations that dot the room. Again, these workstations are suitable for small humanoids, probably for greys. And you see that between the two most, most northwest stations is another smoky machine that you think... That's probably another one of those gray comm units. There's an airlock door similar to the one that you saw in the other corridor at the other end of this same vault gray door. And there's another single pane door on the right side. And what Bernice also sees is that there is a small humanoid sprawled on the floor in the center of the room appears to be somewhat mutilated oh my what looks like a dead gray and you you can see on the left that that light that you could see through the wrecked door is a hole in the wall that connects these two oh my god to the other room yeah oh how big is that hole maybe a foot or two not big, but it, it appears like the rock has kind of crumbled down and caused this hole to appear. So it's likely the same on the other side. So Bernice is going to um, go around the room, avoiding the body, avoiding any obstacles, trying to this avoid... This noise is not helping us. Uh, trying to avoid all of the, um, like, any object that might be loose on the ground or whatever, debris, not touching or disturbing anything. Moving okay. as silently and as uh, methodically, but uh, as possible, uh, smooth and slow. Okay. And we'll go to each of the comms and try to interface with them just to see what they are. At the same time, Rick is going to move into the room and do like a sidestep and provide cover. Okay, so Bernice is going to move forward going to which this comp? first one here on the left, and then... What's the range on your drone? How far out can it get from you before it... Uh, I will pull it up, but also I can give, like, a limited, Limit, limited instruction. Okay. I think it's the range of my custom micro lab, which is... I don't see, like, a number in the rulebook. Your drone must be able to he- see or hear you. I think or it, be within so, like range the range, range, yeah, of like the micro lab is like thirty feet or something. Okay, so thirty feet. So how does the how does the drone relate to the micro lab? I d- it doesn't in the sense 
but I would say like my interface inter- is the same interface that the Microlab it like has its own computer. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I think it would just mechanically apply here to see can you stay outside the room and interface with the ones at the far end of the room or do you have to come in or you stay at the far end of the room and then wait for Bernice to come back in range to receive commands your drone must be able to see or hear you or be within range of your custom rig if you become unconscious blah 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 so okay if your drone is ever out of range your drone cannot take actions until you are able to regain or able to command it or is once more in range so as long as you are inside of it sight hearing or within range of your custom rig is what I read okay so you should be fine for this room right as long as you're standing at the door yeah okay so Rick you walk in provide cover and Bernice goes up to the first console yeah yeah okay and here's what are you doing um, here's is going to roll life science on the grate. I'm assuming grate to just see. I know it's slashed up, but just see if it can figure out maybe what attacked it. If there's some. Would that be a life science or a medicine? Hmm. Correct. It would be a medicine, wouldn't it? Which I. Yeah, life science is it can be like either. Identify. I'm going to say for this, it can be either. Uh, it's a 21 then for life science. Okay. Do you go in the room or are you just looking from far away? Uh, if I have to go in, if here's knows he has to go in, he'll do it in order to make this work. I don't think you can get much without going in at least a little further because the lights are pretty dim. And I don't you don't have to try to draw us in. Don't let him do it. <sighs> here's Roll's perception <laughs> to see if maybe he can. S- <laughs> I mean, we can just see that there's nothing in there, but I feel like that hole is a problem. It's a 12. Your perception is a 12. Doesn't look like there's anything in there. Alright, well. So what kind of con- console is this? Here, Dr. K, one console? sec. Sorry. Here, so are you going to go in or not? Uh, I rolled 18 for perception. No, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait for Bernice to like uh, come back with info. Rick rolls an 18 for perception from inside the room. Okay. Rick, you don't notice anything. Okay. Here's did the life science check. So you do see, I think, that, you know, again, the the gray in the middle has been... The head is partially exploded, probably from a cortex bomb. Again, it does seem mutilated. What that could be from, or what that means, or how, or where, anything more about that, you're going to need to go in and get within 10 feet of it, because you can't. Unless you want to just conveniently the the range of the super explosive that's going to go off when we get there. Maybe right. maybe fifteen feet, but if you're going to remain out, you won't know. Do you want to do anything? Because if not, I want to I want to go through and not doing anything rubble. yet. Okay, yeah, so go for it. Yeah. Okay, Bernice, you go up. It's a functional computer, and seems like you can try and connect with Bernice if you want. Or anybody could yeah. connect in that way. Okay. Bernice c- connects. Okay. It is, seems like it is locked in that you'll just need to make a computer check to hack in. Bernice I- is going to uh, do that and initiate her uh, skill unit for internal database. Here's yeah. assist somehow, if possible. I think you would. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know that you can. I, I don't think okay. you could. Yeah, because right. it's Bernice doing it, not yeah, Doctor. Not Doctor. Yeah. Okay. If Doctor K was doing it, then you could. Right. So just for the listener, the three of us are still at the door. Bernice has gone into the room to one of the computers. So notably, Rick is inside the door. Yeah, I'm inside the door. The other notably. two are standing outside. So the when the portal opens up, it'll get him first. Okay. For eighteen on the die for wow. twenty-four. From Crushing Bernice. it. Okay. Damn. You hacks in and the computer unlocks. You see let me pull this up. You see that there are three control modules. The first one 
seems to be some sort of basic facilities control module. Might have some information that might be useful. For Otherwise, navigation, a- maybe. Or getting out of this place. Sorry, yeah. what? Nothing. Okay. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking out loud as my character. I did not mean to cut you off. I apologize. No. I shouldn't have cut you off. That's fine. No, I shouldn't have cut you off. Uh, <laughs> it seems to be like building management. Yeah, possibly something. Navigation. I don't know. That one, you can access. The other two seem like they are closed off behind a firewall. And just to be clear about computer skills, firewall adds a plus two to the DC that you originally had to get into the computer. It's just that plus two in order to access that module with the firewall. But And I don't... And those there's two modules behind it? There are... Uh, yeah, there are two... There are three modules total. One, it seems like you can access right now. It's the basic facilities. The other two are behind firewalls. So I'm going to access the basic facilities first before okay. locating the other two modules. Okay. As you move over to the basic facilities, you open it, and immediately this window pops up. And it appears to be a reactor overload warning symbol. Seems like it is flashing, confirming what Shay was saying about the situation, right? You exit out of it. You're like, yes, I know. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I know. It seems like this control module, you can do a number of things. You can stabilize the lighting throughout this facility you can nope, turn it all out you can adjust the temperature or the airflow within l- breathable means it is a building management system additionally you can tell that there are schematics for two areas here that you can access nice. I am going to take those schematics and I'm going to put them in your journal right now. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. okay, that doesn't look familiar at all. Additionally, that looks familiar. Yeah. Just one more room basically up ahead. Do you guys want to describe what you see? Okay, so it, it shows the basic layout of what we've already kind of seen. So we came in from the bottom um, through the where we fought the Greybounder. Um, and then you come in and around that corner... Uh, there were those two doors. One large room that we did go into. I mean, there's another room along the left side. There's like uh, almost compartments. And it looks like there's about five equal sized compartments, but three of them are combined. And that's the room we did not go into that had the koi fish thing in it. Is that right? Or was it the, the, the other room? I can't tell which one you're looking at, but yeah. Well, because there was the two rooms that we no, We went to the one that had the koi fish. The other one was like the Godzilla thing. Kyokor, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we came up down that hallway. It shows on the other side the hallway with all the little cutouts that we explored, and the last one where we saw the weird lizard thing or um, worm thing. There's the comms room that we went in on the left side, the big room that we did not go into with the radiation thing. Then there's the two rooms that we we are now looking at. We're the looking one with at the a room next to a larger room. Yeah, so the there's the, the damaged a... room is a is a small room, and then about equal size of the room we're currently in. There's another little cutout there that looks that like it could be the stairwell icon. I think it at is. The yeah. It. yeah, and then at the end of that is a big room. There also is one here to the right in the big room. Yeah, the big room at the top is is connecting from the the doors that we're current of the room we're currently in, but also the other door where the worm was. Is, is one large room that looks to have some kind of exit on the far right hand side of that. So is the door that, ahead of us then, does it look like airlock doors as well? Is that what you're saying? Yep, that did look like airlock doors. So the, that's this, probably airlock chamber. What is this? What is what? The door to your right on the eastern wall. That's the one wall. with the staircase, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this, this door in this room halfway into the room and to the right we think is the door that is the ladder wall down. So then looking at schematics A, what is schematics A then? Maybe the, other the schematic. That was where we came from. I don't see a ladder wall. Is it? It is. That's where we came from. You're right. Oh, okay. Cool. Because it shows four, it shows um, 
the, the room we landed in, the... Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. The second room is the washroom or whatever it was. The the cleaning room. Cleaning... Is that what I say we... Bernice rolls for the other modules, and then we check out this stairwell, guys. Up ahead, I think, on the right I, side. I concur, and Rick will start walking slowly into the room with his rifle up um, okay. towards the, the gray body. As you walk up... Oh, my God. From the other end of the hall, where the airlock doors are, you do the hear this, orb. like... As these two fierce winged creatures emerge from behind from behind the northern workstations, and that's our game. <laughs> oh. Amazing. Hey everyone, it's Kelly. Well, it looks like we got ambushed again by not being perceptive enough and not being careful enough. I kind of wish that I had Chad out right now. I think maybe now I should just always have Chad out and like have him go into rooms like carrying a, a rock or maybe Nico's dead body or something to aggro whatever's in there so we don't get caught by surprise. Uh, m- maybe that would be a good thing to do. We're slowly, as you hopefully notice, getting a little, little bit more careful and playing a little bit better. And I just want to thank all of you for giving us... a your feedback a lot of you do on discord and and twitter sometimes and stuff like that we really appreciate it and we just appreciate all of you uh we're so happy that we get to do this with you and for you and i just want to wish you another good week until next wednesday when we see you again later y'all